Whether you're taking a rip down the lease road in your jacked-up truck or flying first class to Houston, Texas, it's time to sit back and relax for another exciting episode of Oil & Gas Onshore. This episode is brought to you by Tendeka, a global specialist in advanced completions and production solutions for the oil and gas industry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Justin Gauthier. Welcome to this week's episode, which is actually the first episode of Oil and Gas Onshore. I'm stoked to be here. Hopefully everyone's as stoked to listen. And if you don't know what that word is, it's something Canadian. You'll figure it out. Firstly, thanks for taking the time to download and listen. I wanted to take a moment to tell all you listeners what this podcast is about and what to expect. Oil and Gas Onshore will be focused on the upstream sector of the onshore oil and gas industry. We plan on highlighting breakthrough technologies, industry trends, and new and existing oil and gas plays by interviewing folks from all walks of the oil and gas industry. I really hope to educate people and expose the listeners to topics and people they'd normally never get to experience. In addition, I'd really hope to gain an audience of people who have nothing to do with oil and gas. Why? Because media does a great job, and they do a great job of trying to tarnish our industry, and I really don't feel like there's enough positive press surrounding our industry while educating people who otherwise think we're here to make as much money as possible by demolishing the environment while not caring about our surrounding communities. It's sad, but it's true. I just really want to give you guys and ladies a brief example of what I'm talking about. One of my customers holds an annual sporting clay shoot and pr- the proceeds for this event actually go directly towards supporting families enrolled in the financial aid program. Another one of my customers holds a golf tournament each year that helps support a small town in South Texas that solely depends on the oil field traffic for a living. Many operators do things like build parks in the inner cities for young children, invest in reforestation programs, and even spend large amounts of money collecting things like connectivity information for several bird species that follow a migratory flyway aligned with their areas of operation. Companies aren't only doing great things for our energy and our economy, but they're actually helping in areas outside of producing hydrocarbons. Now, this isn't a podcast about exposing what we do well for, you know, the environment and, you know, not to boast about us, but I think it's truly important to recognize a lot of what we do, not necessarily from an energy and economy and technology standpoint, but showing the world that we're truly here to make the world a better place. I can promise you. So anyway, those are just a few examples out of the thousands. And if you're really ever in question on how oil and gas companies or service companies help the community or environment, just Google it. You'll really be blown away. So moving on, I'm sure you're wondering, who the heck is this guy with the Canadian accent hosting oil and gas on shore? So here's my story of how I landed here in front of a microphone in Houston, Texas. Well, it all started back in 2004. I was a senior in high school. Really wasn't focused on going back to school, but more so into sports, socializing, and having a good time. Well, one of my cousins came from Calgary, Alberta to visit me. He says, what are you going to do when you graduate high school, Justin? said, I don't know, hopefully make as much money as I can. That's the goal. You could obviously see where my values were at that point. He said, oh yeah, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know, but your job seems pretty cool. And what he did is he worked and sold wellheads. And so whenever I would ask him how his job was going or, hey, how's work, John? He would say, good, 
just got back from a fishing trip, or, oh, good, just finished playing 18 holes with a customer. So, of course, I asked him. I said, John, you got to get me a job in the oil field. That sounds like a great gig. I could move to Calgary and live downtown and treat everyone like royalty and make get paid doing it. I said, shoot, sign me up. He said, oh, you want to get in the oil field, eh? I said, you're darn right I do. He said, well, he said, you know, you realize it took me about 10 years to get to where I'm at. I said, cool, I'll do it in five. I'll prove it. And he laughed. Well, his suggestion was this. He said, drive to Nisku, Alberta and go to Pitts. And for everyone out there who doesn't know what that is, it's Petroleum Industry Training Center. It used to be known as Enform, if I remember correctly. So me and my best friend graduated high school. We got in a truck and drove all the way from British Columbia to Nisku, Alberta, and attended a two-week roughneck training course. It sounds goofy, but it was probably the best intro to oil and gas I could have ever had. It taught me how to throw tongs, spin chain, and all the moving parts of a drilling rig. So even though it doesn't teach you everything how to be a roughneck, it gave you a good intro. After that, drove around Nisku for about three days, handing out resumes, and I was fortunate enough for Big Green to give me a call, also known as Precision Drilling. Well, in August of 2004, I got to location, had no idea what I was doing, wearing a bright green hard hat, and there was nothing but a bunch of dirt and a bunch of iron. Well, there I was, lost, confused, questioning what my decisions were, upset at my cousin for steering me in this direction. It definitely didn't look like downtown Calgary, but it was a start, it was a job, and the money was good. After about three years, I said, you know what, this is not for me. I had multiple people tell me, Justin, just go back to school, man. You're young enough. You're not, you don't have any kids. I mean, what's there to lose? So I decided, you know what? I'm going to give up the good money. I'm going to move to Calgary and I'm going to go back to school. Well, it was a little harder than expected. I had ended up having to upgrade for a, a pretty significant amount of time to actually get accepted into a program, but it was worth the sacrifice. I ended up doing petroleum engineering technology at SATE, and after that, well, there it was, the 2008-2009 downturn. I graduated in 2009, and things were slow in the Canadian oil field. So I ended up, well, delivering furniture for a living for about six months. Man, was I upset. I said, I gave up my, my roughneck job for this? This is crazy. So I called my tool pusher, asked him to get my job back, he said, sorry, bud. He's like, we don't need anybody. So I delivered furniture and I got a call one day from my, one of my best friends. He said, man, Canadian Energy Services is hiring. You better send a resume. So I'm pretty sure I whipped out my phone and had it saved just for the right opportunity, sent it on, and the rest is history. Got hired on with Canadian Energy Services. After about a year, they got an opportunity to send me to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 2010 when the Marcellus Shale was just kicking off. And what an experience that was, getting in right when that play was booming. We were doing great. Times were good. And after that, bounced around the U.S., landed in Denver for a while as a salesman, got experience doing that, and then ended up, my wife and I, landing in Houston, Texas, where we've been for the last about five or six years. And it's been a great experience. In sales, account management, I ended up running into this group called OGGN, and they're a fantastic group of folks. 
We have multiple podcasts and we're doing great things. I couldn't be more excited for the opportunity. So that's my story. Thanks for listening. But first, before we sign off, please take a moment to leave me a review. Everyone out there listening, if you don't know how to leave a review, I'll tell you how to do it. Open the podcast app on your iPhone. If you have an iPhone, if you don't, please excuse my ignorance. So open the podcast app, tap library if you're a subscriber, or search for the show if you aren't. Tap the show logo, and then once you get in there, scroll down and tap the five stars, then write a review, good or bad. I accept all. And now it's time for our sponsor giveaway. Tendeka is known for its innovation in advanced completions and production optimization. And speaking of innovation, how cool is this? A mini portable projector for all you techies out there. It's a mini LEG projector, perfect for home theater, boardroom, office, and pocket video, which supports HDMI smartphone, PC, or laptop USB for movie and games. For a chance to win, head over to www.tendeka.com front slash podcast giveaway. Interested in a happy hour? Well, you're in luck. Come to the best oil field happy hour in Houston every last Tuesday of the month held at the Cannon. Come and enjoy a cold beer, some food, and the opportunity to network with other professionals in oil and gas while hanging out with the rest of the OGGN group. Visit oilandgasglobalnetwork.com front slash events for more detail. Thank you for listening to Oil & Gas Onshore. If you're looking for more information, visit oilandgasonshore.com. Well, that's a wrap. And always remember, Oil & Gas Onshore, providing energy through innovation for the world one well at a time. Tune in next week for another captivating episode of Tendeka's Oil & Gas Onshore podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasglobalnetwork.com. 